Since its launch in 1987, May 28th has been recognised as the International Day of Action for Women's Health by governments and agencies around the world. Previous campaigns and calls to action include topics like the feminisation of poverty, access to safe and legal abortion, and access to contraceptives. In celebration of Women's Health Day this year, we spoke to Jessica Pinnell, a registered nutritionist, certified health coach, and founder of her own business, Humankind Nutrition, which provides one-to-one women's nutrition advice. She also recently began to provide classes on period health and nutrition in her own time at the island secondary schools. With me, she discussed period health, the motive behind those classes, the changes she has seen when it comes to women's health, and the changes she still hopes to see. You're a nutritionist, but you specialise in a particular kind of nutrition. Could you explain what that specialism is? Yes, so my specialist interest is fertility and period health. And I kind of fell into this specialism a little bit by accident. I did a bit of CPD and fertility when I graduated from my nutrition master's. And I really, really came to enjoy it. And one of my first clients actually had PCOS. And now she has a child who is six months old. And she was really unsure whether she was actually going to become pregnant. But she really, really credits her pregnancy to some of the work we did together, which is great. Wow, that's amazing. So what are the types of of services, help, advice do you provide? Is it just sort of advice or is it classes? How, How does it work? So I run a one-to-one nutrition service, so it starts with a very intensive health history session where we get a background on the individual, so then the nutrition advice is tailored around that sort of initial health history session, which is great, and it's all evidence-based nutrition advice because I'm an accredited practitioner, so I've got to run in line with the regulations of my accreditation body. Brilliant. And how do people find you? Are you online? Are you in person? Do you have an office? It really, really depends what your um, platform is, what the platform you use most is. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Humankind Nutrition, or I've got a website if you want to find a bit more about my services. Facebook, but I'm not as active on Facebook. We've recently covered an initiative you began where you're giving free period health classes to a couple of schools in the island. What was the motivation behind that? What was sort of where did the idea come from? So basically, I decided to collate some of my learnings together and run some period health talks for adults. And someone who was in one of my sessions actually said this would be really, really beneficial for young ladies. So why don't you think about running it in schools? And I went away, I took about a few, six months to reflect on this idea. And while I was reflecting on the idea, I kind of thought, actually, when I was at school, I had really, really intense period pain and bleeding to the point where I was sometimes sent home from school. And there was a lot of stigma about that. I didn't speak to anyone about it. Obviously, my mum knew um, and some members of my family who used to collect me from school when I wasn't feeling great. 
And I thought, do you know what? Some of the things I've learned about and I'm applying in my own life are really helping those symptoms to the point where they have now completely dissipated, which is great. So I know that the advice that I am giving could support some of these young ladies. So, you know, that idea that someone had implanted in my brain, um, it became more and more apparent that it would be beneficial to utilise this knowledge um, in schools and allow young ladies to make the choice to apply some of the learnings to hopefully support them with their period symptoms too. Mm, that's great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think as well, from my experience, you know, in school, you don't really get taught how you can sort of alleviate these symptoms, which just everyone gets. So what do you teach in the classes? What kind of tips and tricks do you give out and advice, nutrition advice do you give out? So it's mainly focusing ha on how you can support very, very common period symptoms. So things such as period pain, intense blood loss, bloating, acne. Um, but in these sessions, I also highlight some really important red flags and say to young ladies, obviously, if you're experiencing some of these red flags, it's important to go to your GP and get checked out. Mm. And do you see that having an impact among students? Are they receptive to this advice? Do they really appreciate being given the chance to sort of have this discussion? At the end of the session, we apply the knowledge. So throughout the session, I get them to collect a list of foods that would support their own symptoms. And then they use that list to create some meals or level up their meals. Um, and they have been really, really receptive to the knowledge and they've gone away and kind of used it and applied it. And some of them have said things like, oh, you know, I know that I can maybe make the swap from milk chocolate to dark chocolate um, and I don't have to cut out chocolate because, you know, chocolate is actually beneficial um, to supporting some of those period symptoms, specifically dark chocolate. So it's great. Great, I'm going to remember that when I'm buying some dark <laughs> chocolate now. Um, and do you see a change more generally around culture and stigma in schools with sort of having these discussions? Definitely. I am so, so impressed by um, how the conversations have changed since I've been at school, particularly when I went to JCG and um, the PSHE lead, Lisa Williamson, um, was really open about the conversations the girls were having. I feel like the culture is changing, there's a shift and the stigma is almost dissipating. When I ask ladies in the lesson, um, how many of you use period apps to track your cycle? It's around 50% of young ladies that now use these apps, which is amazing because when I was at school, we weren't even talking to our friends about our period, let alone, you know, tracking our cycles. So there is a massive cultural shift, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Are you seeing that not just in schools as well, but more generally in the island? Definitely. I mean, me and my friends talk openly about what apps we use if we've got any period symptoms. But sometimes I don't know if that's because, you know, they know I've got a specialist interest in period nutrition. Mm. Of course. And what else do you think helps promote that change? We've had recently talked about... Um, free period products and things like that is there sort of this kind of top-down government change which you think is helping it too definitely a hundred percent I mean there's always a, a top-down bottom-up so there's two ways that you can approach any sort of problem 
Um, but this shift in the government in providing free period products, I think that's also opening up the conversation. Um, I know within one of the schools, I think it was Holia, one of the teachers that I was talking to was saying that girls will come and ask for the products. So, you know, they're not scared to ask for them, which is great. Um, I feel like there is so much more that could be done that we've only just, you know, touch the top of the surface like in other countries there are legislations to protect people who have severe period issues such as pms pcos um, and endo sorry i'm using all the, the short terms <laughs> there um so do you want to just tell us a bit about what those are um so pms is premenstrual syndrome and um, it basically is an exacerbation of all the symptoms that you get before your period and it can be quite distressing for women Um, and then PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome and that can cause like quite serious problems like it can cause you to have trouble conceiving and that is characterized uh, by two of the following characteristics so high male hormones so high testosterone level cyst like structures on the ovaries or irregular cycles so you have to have two of those to be diagnosed and then endometriosis is a condition where the lining of the uterus can grow outside the uterus um, and it can cause some really intense pain so it's one in ten women that have endo and one in four that have pcos so these conditions are actually super common We've been talking a lot about women's health recently. Sunday the 28th of May marks International Day of Action for Women's Health. What's the situation like in Jersey? Do you think there's a lot more work that could be done to you know, research women's health, provide services for women's health? Yes, definitely. There's so much hype and force behind menopause that I feel like we have completely forgotten about that early stage of our life, about period health and and problems that can occur due to our cycle and our period we're creating legislation behind menopause to protect people in the workplace but where is the legislation to protect people who are struggling with things like endometriosis and PCOS we could go on and talk about fertility as well but obviously this podcast is focusing specifically on period health as I said, Sunday 28th of May is International Day of Action for Women's Health. Are you doing anything to mark that day, to sort of celebrate or promote your services, what you provide and how it can help women? Yes, I am so, so excited because we are running, well, we, uh, myself, Dr. Jessica Langtree, who's a gynecologist. We've got Katie, who um, runs women's health circles with Soul Kind, And then we've got Sam, who's a PT, also joining us. And she's got a degree in sports studies. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that Katie is also a trained counsellor. So we've got this collection um, of individuals coming together to run an absolutely incredible event. Um, So we've got Jess doing a period health talk, myself doing a period nutrition workshop. Katie is running a women's health circle, which I'm super, super excited about. I've never attended one of her circles, but I've heard they're really good. And Sam is running an energising workout that you can, you know, all these skills that you're going to learn during this day, you can take home and apply. Um, And the fact that this is 
focused on period health as well. Um, if anyone's really struggling with their period sen- symptoms, they might want to come to this day, you know, to gain as much knowledge as they can and to like collaborate with some of the professionals. But I'm just so, so, so excited. It's going to be really, really good and yeah. really beneficial. It sounds great. Where, where can people find out more about this and, and where is it being held? So we've got tickets on Eventbrite. So if you type in Women's Health Day Retreat, it's going to be held at Chateau Vermont between 11 o'clock and 4 p.m. So like I said, it's going to be a very action-packed day and you've got the opportunity to talk to um, some experts in the island. And we're also, I forgot to mention, there's going to be a panel at the end where you can ask your specific uh, women's health questions. Fantastic. So is that, is that going to range over all sorts of topics um, in the island and further abroad as well? Uh, so we're obviously mainly focusing on um, gynecological health, which is Jess's speciality, nutrition, um, exercise. And obviously, like because Katie's background is counselling and she runs the women's circles, it's about breaking scripts that no longer serve you to obviously try and become your best self. Finally, I just wanted to pick your brains about where we are in relation to the UK on this issue. You know, are we behind? Do we have a lot more work to do to catch up to them or are we in pretty good stead? So as far as I'm aware, there is a lot more movement in the UK. Um, I think the person who's kind of leading the way in Jersey for us is Dr Jessica Langtree, um, who has obviously just set up Women's Health Limited, which is really, really exciting. I'm so happy for her and so proud of her. Um, And I know that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to try and you know speak to the Jersey government to match that of the UK and I know well I think in the UK they've also got like women's health hubs as well which I think is Jess's bigger vision so hopefully in Jersey we will soon catch up with the UK and potentially we have um, the scope to even be pushing it further and leading the way because we're such a small island You know, it's limitless here. We can do, we've really got the scope to do whatever we want. Fantastic. That's brilliant. And and it sounds like you're making good progress on that as well already. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for coming (laughs) in. Thank you to Jessica Pinnell and thanks for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. Keep up with all the latest news by visiting bailiwickexpress.com or reading our sister publication, the JEP. More next week from me, Kelly Frost and the rest of the team.